Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters. I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Happy summer. I know. Happy summer. I know. And it's getting so close to being the end. I know, but it's kind of exciting because then my kids go back to school. They go. And you is that know a bad what, thing to say publicly? Yeah. And you know what you're going to be doing, though? You're going to be doing lots of school shopping and you're going to be charging lots of money on the credit card. That is probably true. I mean, that's a fact, right? It's a fact. Probably true. Well, we have someone on the line can make you feel good about all those purchases. On the line with us right now, Megan, is Stephen Gotten. And there's actually an R in there, folks. He is the (laughs) CEO of Charity Charge, and they are a socially conscious credit card company. I mean, those are words you never hear. Hey, Stephen, what's happening? Hi, Joe and Megan. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for being here. So Charity Charge, the credit card of the of the uh, the cause conscious, I guess we could call it, Stephen, right? That's one way to look at it. I mean, I think that, you know, it's important in kind of marketing and branding as we put out our message to um, separate ourselves from the rest of the financial services company. But really, I think the, the idea behind Charity Charge is just making it easy for people to be able to give back, um, do it in a simple way. So... We, we don't have to get too tied up on hmm. the uh, particulars of calling it socially conscious, but sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, how did this all get started? Were you out like shopping one day and you were like, you know, I got too many points on my card. I'm not using it. I don't know how I'm using it. I want to donate, you know, the points back to uh, to good charities. Is that how it happened or is it some other way? It was pretty close to that, actually. Um, so I had. Ah, see? I, yeah, pretty good, Joe. I had signed up. For a credit card and i remember at the time when i did that there were all of these um you know what i look back on now i felt like marketing gimmicks by the by the bank to try to lure me in to get me to sign up but at any rate i've been using this credit card and in my mind i've been thinking hey i'm earning all these bonus points and you know that someday i'm gonna redeem for something wonderful so end of the year um i thought now it's finally time to cash in these points i remember logging into the bank's website and i was scrolling through the rewards catalog and as i was doing it i was seen offers for things such as, hey, for 25,000 points, you can get this Olive Garden gift card, or for 50,000 points, you can get this Samsonite briefcase. And mm-hmm. I kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I probably spent about 45 minutes on the bank's reward system. And, you know, I eventually just, just thought, what's the point of these points? You know, I, don't, I don't need more <laughs> stuff. So I, I logged off, um, and I was really frustrated at that point because I felt as if I had been duped by this, this huge credit card company. And the next thing I did, though, I was checking my email at a local nonprofit in Austin where the company's headquartered, where I live, mm-hmm. that I had, I had contributed to them earlier that year, and they sent me an end-of-year fundraising drive email to help support them. It's a nonprofit called Hill Country Conservancy that does a lot of environmental work in the um, Austin area. Yep. At any rate, that's kind of when I connected the dots. I thought, hey, I've been using this credit card. I've accumulated all these bonus points. I don't want to redeem anything with them, and, but there's this nonprofit that I really care about that, that I donate to regularly. Wouldn't it be cool if every time I made a purchase – uh, I could give back and make a difference. So, you know, there's a lot, I think, pre the idea that led me on this path mm-hmm. and then kind of post to pull it all together. But that was really kind of the epiphany, having those those two experiences back to back. 
what, so talk a little bit about how your platform is powered because I did a search before the podcast of a teeny little local nonprofit where I live and it popped up, which surprised me a little bit. So who's powering the back end of your nonprofit directory? Sure. We work with two great partners. One is GuideStar, which is mm-hmm. the really the, the most comprehensive you know, database of nonprofits. So with that being said, um, for anyone listening, whether they're interested in being a cardholder or they're a nonprofit, it just simply means that we list every single nonprofit in the United States, including all K through 12 schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we leverage Network for Good, who mm-hmm. is our um, donation processor. And they're yep. one of the, the most established in the country. I think they process over about one and a half billion dollars. And, and really, I think the, the higher level implications of having those two partners was, again, that it gave us that scale. I, I really felt that what I wanted to do with, with charity charges, I kind of joked that, you know, some of the credit card companies, in fact, one in particular asks, you know, people what's in their wallet. And we're really asking people what's in their heart. Mm. And so to that end, you know, it's important that people can give back to whatever they care about. And so from day one, when we launched, which was in June of 2016, you know, cardholders were able to search and find their local nonprofit that, um, that they cared about. Uh, you know, I'll go one step further and then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pause for a second here. But, um, if you look across the board, what, what I found has existed before are these affinity cards where, mm-hmm. you know, a really large bank will partner directly with a large nonprofit. And, you know, in that scheme, at the end of the day, the bank is just looking for a new way to get customers. So they say, hey, we're going to partner with this huge national nonprofit that's got millions of people. Um, and then they're going to give us their sensitive donor information. And we're going to be able to market against those. But, you know, a local nonprofit or an elementary school what have you, they don't have that scale. So all those groups were left out of this fundraising model. And, and we're really just trying to put the power back in the people. So individuals have the choice, not the big banks. You know, one of the things I'm curious, uh, Stephen, is how hot is it to set up your own credit card? Like, you know, I, I mean, thinking is, that yeah, too. you know, I mean, do you have you like, get the, you can get the selfish giving credit card. I know. Too. That's what I was thinking. Well, you know, why don't you do like a, do you have like a printing press downstairs or something like that? You just have these little plastic cards <laughs> and you fill them out for everyone. I mean, how does that work? You no, know, I they're mean, like a cool logo. It's just a no, it, charge and it card. looks, it looks awesome. But I mean, like, is that something that you do locally? Do the banks you work with, do they do that for you? To directly answer your question, yeah, what, what we did is it's called a co-branded credit card. So mm-hmm. think of, um. For example, there's Southwest Airlines has a credit card. Nordstrom's has a credit right. card. Amazon has a credit right. card. Walmart has a credit card. Yep. All of these huge brands are so large and have such a large customer database that the banks want to partner with them. Mm-hmm. Um, in our case, we replicated that business model where we have a partnership with MasterCard, and we also have a partnership with the top 20 credit card issuer, Commerce Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, for context, Southwest Airlines has a partnership, for example, with Chase Bank and Visa. We have a partnership with MasterCard and Commerce Bank. You know, that process was um, incredibly difficult um, because traditionally when these banks partner with an organization, again, whether it's Southwest or Nordstrom's right. or right. Amazon. Well, you know what I think you know, of too, Stephen, was I think yeah. of like colleges that have cards like this, right? It's kind of the oh, same yeah. thing, yeah. right? It is. Yeah, it is in many respects. Um, it's just that those banks are really looking for big time um, scales. So mm. They're looking usually for those organizations to have you know, millions of people that are in their marketable database. So if there's a, you know, an affinity card with a college, the bank or, or Visa and MasterCard is only going to want to do the deal if they know that there's going to be, you know, millions of people that they can solicit. Um, I was fortunately able to 
develop a really great relationship uh, with a gentleman named Hunter Woolley, who uh, works at MasterCard and at the time ran their co-brand business development and through some other things that are all part of the story, which I am happy to go into, but it's quite a story, um, was able to, you know, put together a business case and, you know, make it attractive enough for um, Commerce Bank and MasterCard to partner with us. Hey, Megan, before we move on to our next question, let's recognize today's show sponsor, Catalyst. Catalyst is the industry's only matchmaking platform for companies and causes. Think of them like an online dating app for social good. At Catalyst, you can research companies, their customers, and the types of partnerships that they're looking for. Then you can actually connect with those companies. You can now try it out for free and find out which companies are right for your organization. Email members at gocatalyst.com. Again, members at gocatalyst.com with the code podcast17. Again, that's podcast17 to try out Catalyst for 14 days for free. Thank you, Catalyst, for sponsoring Cause Talk Radio. I'm curious, what's stopping other credit card companies from doing what you're doing Mm. and just saying, yeah, okay, instead of doing your, you know, instead of getting your toaster, you could also donate the points. Sure. There's a couple ways to answer that question. I love it because, you know, the business that we're in, really, at the end of the day, we're a public benefit corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, my, My answer is they all should be doing it. Yeah, but you never yeah, see it. Yeah, but it. you make a good point, Stephen. You don't. Yeah. Re- you never see it, though, right? You no, know what I mean? No. Like, you know, Only I'm, with those specifically nonprofit cards. Right. Here, here's the big reason. Um, it's the credit card industry is a is a massive industry. So I'll put out some numbers for you all and, and anyone that's listening. You know, in the United States, there's over 200 million people that use credit cards. They have, on average, three to four credit cards in their wallet. Um, in total, the credit card reward industry is about. Uh, over $48 billion a year, um, a third of all those reward points. So 31% of all credit card holders in the United States never, ever redeem their reward points. So that's $16 billion wow. that um, through a scheme called breakage, right? So I mentioned to you where I wasn't redeeming my reward points. The banks purposely create blackout dates and all these schemes and systems to make it difficult for consumers to earn them because that ultimately that breakage flows right back to their bottom line. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our mission is really more profits for nonprofits. Happy to dabble kind of more into those facts, but I lay those out because to to get to the root of your question, you know, what, if you're Bank of America or Capital One or City or Chase, you are absolutely looking for scale. And they've really found a great, you know, market in these cash back cards and things of that sort that they're able to drive mass marketing campaigns, spend billions of dollars to ultimately, you know, buy messaging and their way into consumers' wallets. So I, I think that, um, you know, a big reason that, that this has been untapped and kind of was left to us to pursue is, um, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're really just trying to promote credit card products that are going to line their pockets. And, um, you know, we're, we're really kind of striking out on our own um, with a mission first company. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those reasons, you know, they're, they're not as interested in pursuing something like this directly. Um, and then the other really practical point is, you know, those banks look for partners to grow their program. Right. So Chase Bank, for example, partners with Southwest Airlines because they've already got a customer base. Southwest, you know, they don't say, let's go start our own airline and then grow that. So 
um, for those couple of reasons, um, that's why we're kind of in a little bit of uncharted territory and, mm -hmm. you know, we're putting a twist on this affinity card concept. You know, one of the things I'm curious, Stephen, is you, uh, you work with a lot of nonprofits. You probably have a lot of direct contact with nonprofits too. What, what are some of the things you're doing to scale this and what types of challenges do you run into? I mean, is it one of those things too, where people in a lot of instances, they just don't want to give up their credit card? Uh, for one reason or other, because they have points or because and they're too lazy be to asshole. switch. That's right. You know, and even though that doesn't really stop people from applying for multiple credit cards. Right. Uh, but switching or, well, I guess you could just open a new one. You could be a charity charge, too. Right, Stephen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing that we're doing and we're really learning from, you know, kind of our audience is that, you know, there's some resistance. People are really unsure about credit scores and how applying for a credit card impacts that. Um, so there's, there's some content we're putting out there, but at the end of the day, you know, in many respects, having more credit cards factors into your credit card utilization rate. So having more credit outstanding will actually improve your credit score, you know, but what, what we've really found with the nonprofits we engaged with. So I'll give you an example. Um, we worked really closely with whole planet foundation. Um, we gave them and we'll give any nonprofit a custom landing page where they can direct their donors or supporters to sign up. So whole planet, uh, put that in an email. Um, they have now uh, a little over 20 cardholders. They've already raised thousands of dollars. And each month, they continue to raise that money because it's all reoccurring revenue. You know, once a cardholder signs up for the card, every time they're making a purchase, they're earning 1% cash back, it's tax deductible, and it flows right back to that nonprofit. So, you know, kind of what I say to the, the, the consumer listening is that, you know, there are great credit cards out there that you know, we'll have certain kickers. So maybe if you have a Southwest card, when you buy flights, you get two X points. But on other purchases, you're really just getting one X. You're really not maximizing that value. That's the perfect opportunity to use charity charge. Just add it to your wallet. And, you know, when you want to feel good and when you want to do good, whether that's buying a cup of coffee, groceries, you know, you're out to dinner, pull out charity charge. It's an mm. easy way to make a difference. Um, but, you know, it's something, a lesson to be candid as an entrepreneur, I've had to kind of grow with and learn, um, you know, I use charity charge for everything, but, you know, I'm, I'm really finding that for people, you know, there's, there is a, people do place a value on credit card reward points. And, you know, again, our message back to them is just make some room in your wallet for good. Mm. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I was thinking that it, I honestly think the toughest people to move and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm just thinking of my husband to be totally honest here is the airline point crowd which when you think about it, even if you're spending a ton of money on your credit card each month, you're not getting that many points. But like this, the perception of the points game, mm. I think, is a hard one to get people off of. So I'm glad you said, you know, just add it to your wallet and use it in addition to. Um, and I also think that, you know, you could be on to something with the social perception of using that card. You know, if you're pulling out a charity charge card that's just that social proof piece of like, oh, look how generous I am. I mean, mm. which is, I'm making it sound like a bad thing, but it's that social proof piece of like, why do people post things on Facebook when they're volunteering? Because they want their friends to see what a great person they are. And right. similarly, if you're out to dinner and you pull out your charity charge, I think if you can get enough traction where people start to understand what that is, it's that social proof piece of like, oh, you know, I'm a giving person. Mm. 
No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, what you were saying too, Stephen, I think what would be even a good idea for someone like me with charity charges, like, you know, get a charity charge account and connect it to my Starbucks card, you know, because I'm in Starbucks every day. Because you I'm spend using, thousands. That's right. I'm spending, I'm spending thousands there and stuff like that. That would be an easy way for me to give back. That's a great point. No, I think we might run with that, Joe. I hope uh, <laughs> you take that one for free. <laughs> um, we'll send you the invoice later. Maybe, that's right. <laughs> right. No, I, you know, and Megan, you know, with, with what you said, I think is correct too. I mean, look, I think that it, it fits in with just natural human psychology and human behavior. But I will tell you that in a selfish way or, you know, in a way that makes me feel good, um, for example, the nonprofit I'm supporting right now is called A Glimmer of Hope. And they're one of the most efficiently run nonprofits um, per dollar raised, you know, the amount of impact that they make. In fact, 100% of their operating costs are underwritten. Um, but the point I make that is for, for every $100 that they raise or that's donated to them, they're able to um, lift someone completely out of poverty. And every time I'm using my card, I'm thinking that I'm just earning. So I go and I spend 100 bucks. I've just earned a dollar, you know, towards my goal of saving lives. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of mindset that um, that really makes me feel great and have it has that personal connection um, to the nonprofit. I think that's a great point. And that just goes to the, you know, what Joe and I talk about on the show all the time with having something really tangible that people yeah. can understand where their money's going, because, you know, where does a dollar go? And if yeah. you don't know that, I mean, that just goes, that just speaks to the nonprofit branding yeah, part right. of the story. Well, you know, I love your point too, Megan, what you were saying. Like, I think too, like, I love that the, the charity charge card is it's, you know, it's clearly branded as such. And I think what you're saying too is a, because we found in the past that when, in many instances, when people don't, when they can't communicate that they've just given to people, they lose interest in giving, right? You know, I mean, it's one of the things, like, for example, Stephen and Megan, it's one of the reasons that people say that we don't see a lot of e-tailers, uh, you know, doing roundup programs and other charitable pro- programs at checkout, because when you're checking out online, no one sees it. And whereas when you're in a store, it's very obvious when you're giving at the register right. or what have you. Yep. And yep. I think the same thing. I really like the idea of charity charge in that when you when you pull it out, there's an opportunity for a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll actually speak to that to both to that point. I'd like mm. to, to fill you guys in on some new developments on our side. Um, it also gets back to one of your earlier questions, Joe, about you know how hard or difficult is it to yeah. set up a, a, an affinity card program. So one of the things that, that we heard, and you know, we've been out for about uh, this summer, marked our one-year anniversary, but a lot of nonprofits reached out. Yeah. Thanks, That's thanks. fantastic. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of nonprofits reached out to us and were interested in having their own branding, saying, hey, could mm. we have our logo on the card? How mm-hmm. do I do that? And so we've made um, some significant um, investments and improvements on our side and with MasterCard. Uh, and Commerce Bank that we can now co-brand the card. So oh, cool. uh, we're starting to um, to roll that out with some select nonprofits. But you know, if there are nonprofits listening, or uh, just kind of put that out there that um, that's a great idea. The only one in the industry doing it. Yeah, and and you know that might speak furthermore that if it's not just about you know it shouldn't be about our brand, but it should be about the brand or the nonprofit that the cardholder really cares about. So you know when they whip that out, they they can see it, and other people can see the nonprofit that they're supporting. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that idea a lot. And you know, that might be a really great niche for you guys just because, you know, the Comans of the world have their own credit card, but that's not going to be feasible for the parks foundation of Clark County, you know? Um, but it might be if you're making it more accessible and it's not something that they have to spend tons of time and dollars. I mean, Joe works with nonprofits all the time and I'm sure he will agree that, Mm. you know, these people are looking for turnkey opportunities. They're not looking for something that's going to take them 700 hours to implement. So I think that's a, that's a great idea. We've seen that too with, um, his best. They do that too with gift cards. Um, mm. and I, I love that idea. I just think it's really a smart, accessible way for nonprofits to do that. Let me ask you a quick question though, Steven, are you, um, so if I sign up for a charity charge card, I can only specify one nonprofit. Like I can't say I want 50% to go to these guys and 50% to go to these guys. Is that correct? Here's how it works. When you sign up, you do pick one nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, once you're approved, you get access to your donation dashboard and it's in there that you can select uh, up to two additional nonprofits. Oh, cool. And then you've, That's yep, cool. And so you have the opportunity to switch around nonprofits uh, as time goes on and you can track your impact. Mm-hmm. Um, we currently split it evenly, although we're going to make a, an upgrade to our platform soon where you could allocate the specific percentage. But if you had one, it would get 100%. If you had two, it would be 50-50. If you had three, it would be a third, a third, a third. Hmm. That's awesome. You know what That's I... That's very cool. Now, Stephen, here's something I want that you can start working on, okay? I use my <laughs> yeah, charge card, okay? I use my charge <laughs> I go to the register, I use my charge card. Seconds later, after I use my charge card, I get a push notification from you asking me what... What I, you know, how much I want to donate from this, whether it's a roundup or a one percent or something like that. How much do I want to donate to what charity and which one? So you're that asking, you're at, you want that? I want the act. The, I would, I would love to have something, and maybe it's just because I'm into causes too, and I work in the space. And maybe some people I can see like that being a pain in the butt for me. But I think like to have something that was right afterwards that be like, hey, you just donated one percent to a good cause. Which one? Well, you I have, like that. You have five I don't like choices. That. I don't or like you got, asking people to do stuff. Oh no, I no. Like the- I like the notification like, hey, you just donated a dollar to the Parks Foundation. Oh, you want a notification. See, I would want to be like, oh, which which charity do I? It's kind of like when I like, for example, I just renewed something on GoDaddy. Right. So I go I'm on GoDaddy. I'm at checkout. They ask me, they say, here's you're going to do a roundup. You said yes to that. So here are five charities you can choose from that you can round up to. And I'm like, oh, this is good today. I like Boys and Girls Club of America. That's the one I'm going to take. You know, so I click on that. See, I would like something like that, Stephen, but I don't know whether the rest of your audience would. Well, I'll tell you what. I think we'll add it to the product roadmap. There you go. And, okay. um, yeah. Yeah. No, and then Joe and I can you, fight you over it. exactly how it should work. You can work do it just for me. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we're, we're looking at different ways to build in... Um, you know, different feedback loops. Um, something that, that we will likely roll out in the future mm-hmm. um, is um, we, we do have access to MasterGuard has a built out um, real-time API data feed. And um, it's just a matter of us making some improvements to our platform to be able to do that. But we're not far off from, from having a capability like that. And that is my ultimate um, vision and goal for this. Um, it was just there were there were steps to to getting it started and it, it's a really really mm. long story you know but and, and every I think entrepreneur or someone trying to pursue something um, you know faces uh, challenges and such but um, you know I had a full baked uh, vision for how we were going to launch this thing and then um, you know I recognized that there were going to be you know initial steps um, to getting to getting this launch and we weren't going to be able, able to do everything so that was one of the features that when we initially launched that we 
we just had to delay and push out because the uh, the time to market to do that and the the costs on our side were just oh yeah uh, prohibited from yeah. from launching it. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I yeah. think you got you both raised really terrific points about mm. the the feedback loops to to the cardholder. You know, I think I think Stephen that Megan and I are going to have to make Cause Talk Radio a nonprofit and apply for our own credit card. <gasps> what do you think yes. of that? Well, huh? we could put our faces yeah. on the card and then no faces. one would ever use it. <laughs> Yeah. People could be like, "Oh, I don't want to pull that out of my wallet." <laughs> I will add, to that point. If you are a nonprofit, what I'll say is, um, I'm really excited. Um, we haven't formally announced it, but we're around the corner. Everything we've talked about to date is our consumer card for you know an individual. What we are around the corner from launching are uh, two new products. One is uh, our 501c3 business card. So that's a card for the nonprofits themselves to use for their organization. Uh, they can get sub accounts and have staff. Um, and then we're also launching a business card. So companies can use charity charge and, and oh, that's a good idea. I like it. That's a good idea. Expenses. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, Steven, this has been so fantastic and congratulations on hitting your one year mark. We typically don't have such uh, young businesses on the show, but we thought this was a great idea. So thank you so much for coming on the show and talking a little bit more about it. Um, if people want to find out more about Charity Charge, how might they do that online? You can check out our website, simplycharitycharge.com. Um, across all social media, we're simply at Charity Charge. And if people want to get in touch with me directly, they can just email me at Stephen with a PH at charitycharge.com. Awesome. And we'll include that in the show notes and we'll look forward to watching your forward progress on this business. Joe, where can people find you online if they'd like to do that? Uh, minute to minute, they can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. Make sure to check out Selfish Giving, sign up for my newsletter, get my five-day mini course on cause marketing, and make sure to check out all those pins on Pinterest. I'm adding to them every day. Uh, Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is also where you can find show notes for today's episode, EngageForGood.com, as well as SelfishGiving.com. And of course, while you are online, make sure you head on over to iTunes or Google Play and subscribe to Cause Talk Radio so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Stephen and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode, and we'll talk to you next time. 